0: He's awesome. God is awesome, and uh, um, since coming to to know Him, He has absolutely changed my life and redefined everything I ever thought I knew. And um, you know, as a community, I just I feel like we're on the brink of just another level of breakthrough in Him, in a sense of um, things being where we can sit and we can hear in part and taste in part and it's like we're looking through a, a a translucent film and you can just see enough but you're kind of like your heart is yearning for that to be a reality and I pray that this morning you know it says that we drink of one spirit and I pray that we hear the oneness in spirit but also that we would allow him to redefine a few things what it means to minister to him, what it means to minister to each other. And I want to talk about the the one aspect or the an expression of our identity as a priest and the priesthood. And I know for many years when I saw this, I thought, priest. And every time I hear the word priest, I this is what I think of. So I'm, I'm not going to wear this all day, but... <laughs> um, it's hot under here, <laughs> um, but I, I pray that um, this morning we will hear that it's, it's more than an attire that we wear, and it's more than um, living in a building or confessing to someone in a booth, but it's a realm, and it's a reality in Christ that we can enjoy and minister from, and to, and it's, um, it's, it's a position in him, a posture in heart, where you're so one with him, and you so delight being with him, and your ear is so inclined to every word he has to say, because you know it's life, and life abundant. And you know, in Jeremiah, he says, I will satisfy the souls of my priests with abundance. And my people will be satisfied with my goodness. And so I just want to talk about a life in Christ that we have another level, a higher calling, a divine destiny. It talks about a higher order in Hebrews, and I want to talk about what this life looks like in him, because it is one of his absolute goodness, absolute goodness, where we are so satisfied with him being our all, that we don't need anything to supplement it. So I'm going to try my best to to describe this and just what it means for me, priest and priesthood, because it's... It's no longer just this, but it's, it's more than a, an external thing. It's an internal setup where we've been found in his presence and we live off his very being. Um, Joe, was, who was here to hear Joe last Sunday? wow what a word and I would encourage us to go and listen again and listen again because the father's heart was so so beautifully ministered and one of the things she said was she used an example of when she was sent on behalf of the government um, she was given a visa and she could take uh, um, she she had permission to take a shorter line uh, to to get through Um, and and a lady who didn't really know sort of put her in the long line Anyway, and God started talking to her about how, this is what she said. She said, God said, my people are so easily convinced that they are ordinary people with something just a bit different when I make them completely extraordinary. It's like a grief of a parent who sees a child not living up to what they could be. And to me, having a revealed understanding of who we are in him, our very identity, causes us to live extraordinary lives, and I don't mean even the definition of what we think extraordinary is, which is going overseas and, you know, ministry looks like that. I'm talking about the daily ministry and the daily grind, the things that are mundane that can be absolutely extraordinary in the moment only because he said you listened, you did, and you saw something miraculous happen. That's what I'm talking about—a daily life of ministry in Him. Um, there is just nothing learning, nothing better than learning about our identity from the Living God. To be raised by His mighty and powerful loving hand, there is nothing like it. To to be known by the Creator. By knowing God, this type of priest that I'm describing is enabled and and empowered to live in a frequency with the will of God, regulated by his spirit. What do I mean by that? I mean that his spirit, his living spirit, regulates your very being, how to feel about certain things, what to think about certain things, how to be, how to function. It's his spirit that regulates the priest's heart and the priest's life. And this, this position of priest is found in his presence. It's not just the building as a place of refuge where we come once a week and confess our sin. It's where his being is our temple. It goes from refuge to sanctuary. It's a huge difference. It's not a one-sort feed-off. It's a I live-off here with you. And, it, you know, we can see how often when disasters happen in people's lives, they run, right, to a church building and they, they find their refuge there. And, um, you know, especially after our our recent earthquake, you know I understand it people run and they, they want to find relief, you know, but God says the the earth will shake up, even the heavens will shake up, but i 'm building an unshakable people, an unshakable kingdom, and that unshaking can only come from finding the safety, the security, and the sense of being in christ and you know I was so reminded of this when the earthquake was actually happening. Um, me and my husband jumped out of bed, we grabbed our little girl who was fast asleep, didn't, didn't even know what was going on, dived under the table and while the entire house, the external circumstances around us is shaking, 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 this little girl was sitting there happily with mum and dad. And then, to our surprise, she gets up, and so the shaking stops and she goes, night night mummy, night night daddy, see you in the morning, Kirk and I look at each other, we're thinking, what? Like what just happened, you know, but but it, it showed me something that, you know, as little children with their parents, things can be like literally shaking around them and they feel a sense of safety and security because they know they're under the covering of a loving parent that would lay their life down for this child and um, it spoke so much to us and and then later she just had the, <laughs> she just took the opportunity to talk about life and death, and our dog that died this year. <laughs> and I was just thinking, child, what are you on? But, you know, they operate from something. They operate out of a confidence and a, just a knowing, right? So I just think we can learn so much about that. Um, when we hear pre I pray that today we will no longer identify in our minds as a collective people that um, wear a collar and a robe um, that it's not only that, it's not only just a, a job description that certain people have, um, but it, it is a realm that we can function in and from with a divine duty. A divine duty to reveal the Lord, to minister unto the Lord, to love him, to live in worship to him and to reflect his nature. I pray it, what I described this morning would strongly identify in our spirits today that it's more than just those things, but it is our identity in Christ. It is who we are. In 1 Peter 2.9 it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into light. Once you had no identity as people, now you are God's people. Hallelujah. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. You see, it's God who has called us out of darkness into his light. Can you please show me your hand if you know this to be true? You have been absolutely called out of darkness and into the light. Yeah. Okay, it's a, you cannot deny the life of Christ and how it's changed you, right? And the thing about light, a factor of light, is that it illuminates the things around it. So when Christ, the light of all men, lives in us, his light reveals things of himself that we never once saw when living in the dark. And so in the light of Christ, this is what I see about priests, as he calls us, in the priesthood. Because it's, it, it is so precious and so cherished that it cannot be hidden in the dark. It's, I used to call it a topic that I've been intrigued with for the last four years or so, but it's, it's, it's so much more than a topic. It is our, our being, Being a priest knows their God, his plan and his purpose. A priest realizes that he's been arranged, and I really want you to hear me on this today, in a new higher divine order. A new higher divine order that has placed him in history to be part of a generation with creation at its, as its platform to demonstrate something. A people that have been handpicked, chosen, set apart, placed in a time of history for a purpose and given creation as a platform to demonstrate something. It's a big call. It's such a big call. It says, God says, I knew you before I created the earth. You were in my mind. And so all of us in this building and around us, the church of God, we have been handpicked for this time. As a generation in the stage of his redemption plan, we have been given given the baton of faith, passed on to us that we will pass on to the next generation if we will live with a generational mindset of faith not of flesh and blood and lineage of family trees. I'm talking about the lineage of faith where we actually identify ourselves with the forerunners. When we think of Moses, we think of Abraham, we think of David, we think of John the Baptist, and we go, man, am I in the same arena? Are we running in the same race? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And it's to really understand and comprehend that we have been picked, chosen, and set apart for a time as this? Such a confidence boost. Such a confidence boost because He entrusts us, right? It's huge. John 1 4 says, The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The word gave life to everything that was created. In Genesis, we can read in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth, um, and that the earth was formless, empty, dark, and the surface was deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And we read that the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. He said let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water and God called the vault sky. Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry land appear. Let the land produce vegetation. God said let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Let them be be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day. Hear this. Light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars. He set them. Can we hear the order? He set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Good. Let's remember that before this, the earth was formless, it was empty, it was dark, and it was chaotic. Out of nothing, he brought light. Out of darkness, he brought light. Out of chaos, he brought order. Because he's in the business of transformation. Thank goodness, right? Right? Thank goodness, because the word said gave life to everything that was created. And you might be thinking, that's a nice reminder, Melissa, but what's that got to do with me? And what's that got to do with being a priest? I want to say this, that priests know that their lives have come from nothing. It's a deep sense of knowing that your life And my life has been made from dust. Yet, out of dust, his spirit breathed and we came alive. That out of dust, we're here for a significant time. Our short little lives in the grand scheme of creation and life and we've been given an identity with a platform of creation that all things were set in order, stars, um, the, the, the sun, to, be, to govern over day and night. All these things are being governed by him in service of his highest creation, that is us. Right? Praise him. It's amazing. Just as the creation of the universe that by God's word A priest knows they were resurrected into his light and that now his light in them is their hope of glory. It's not just a scripture. It's a a revealed understanding that the Lord is my hope of glory. Nothing else, just him. The light now is their life source that they walk in. The priesthood recognizes that there is no need for the sun or for the moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates them. The lamb is its lamp. Do you know in the day, the priests, the only source of light they were allowed in the temple was a lamp. And the Lord is saying, for my people, the people who had no identity, who are now my God, I am their lamp unto their feet. I will be their moon and their sun. I am their light. And a priest has such An understanding of this, because the priest knows he's been brought out of darkness into light. He knows that out of nothing, he became something, only by the goodness of the Lord. Priests know the power of God's word transforms chaos into order. This has been revealed to them and known by experience. Some of us need to hear this today. It's for you, and of course, it absolutely is for me every day. God has created all things by design and with order. And when we accepted Christ into our hearts, we would have accepted that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, right? And we would have have accepted that his ways are better than our ways, okay? I, I pray that we've all come to that point, because it's only at that point we will fully surrender to him, and his ways because you, you cannot live anymore how you have been living because your ways have got you nowhere, right? Um, and so when we accept him into our hearts, we're saying, you know what, I know that your ways are better. I know your thoughts are higher. And priests have surrendered to the idea of their own lives, their own way, and have submitted themselves, arranged themselves in order... By living in response to his word. We now have an understanding that God has already put things in order before we were even born, that when we come alive to him, we realize that all we need to do is rest in his work and respond to his word. And it's such a free place to live in to function out of a place of things already being as they are. And you can declare things that are chaotic and how they should be, right? Because of his word. His word now governs the priest's lives. Remember, they have a reverence for his word because they know that it was his word that resurrected them to life. It says, you know, when Moses anointed Aaron to be um, the the head over the priesthood, it talks about Moses slaying the sacrifice and he took the blood and he anointed the right ear, the right thumb, and the right toe of the feet. And what this symbolizes is that the, the, the posture of the heart of a priest is that they would live by listening and hearing they would live with their, their ears inclined to the very word of God. That their thumb, they would live out of obedience to the word. Not because they have to, because they know their life depends on it. The true life, the real life, the order, the higher divine order. See, priests are characteristically obedient. Characteristically, they don't try. It just, It's, it's just a... There is no other life outside of your word. So I have to do what you say, right? Because I want to and I delight in it and I know what it does. It, it transforms chaos into order. I've seen it. It's taken me out of darkness into light. That's what your word has done for me. So I listen and I obey because I know it's good for me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> He's so good for us. Um, the toe, which represents the divine control, over the direction of over our lives. And it makes me think of that scripture in Amos where it says, you know, when, when two agree, they can move in the same direction. And it, it applies with us and the Lord and with each other. You know, when we agree, we can move together in the divine direction that the Lord has set us in. Priests who are alive to God and submissive to his ways allow themselves to be arranged in his divine order of life in his way of seeing things his plan and how he does things and his purpose and i want to encourage us today if we if we feel like our lives are chaotic or out of order i want to urge you to surrender it's the only it's the only thing we can do is surrender at his feet and and be able to acknowledge that everything I've done, everything I've strived for, salvation, trying to be a better Christian, I surrender and I lay at your feet and I wait and I wait and I wait until your kindness resurrects me, until the kiss of life, the kiss of heaven from from above, from the divine order, how he sees things will come and bring me back to life because he is a God of transformation. And he brings order out of chaos. we are continually offered a higher divine way to live that is above earthly circumstances. See faith does not deny reality, but it does deny the governance of fear okay so it doesn't we don 't deny that an earthquake happened, but what we do deny is the fear of Losing life that will govern our everyday because we don't live under death no longer. The power of death has no right over us as his people because we live according to an endless life. But I can say that, and they can just be words, but it's a revealed, we can live in a revealed understanding of that. You see, priests know that there's a huge difference between the Lord's governance and man's governance. There's a huge difference between theocracy and democracy. And I'm going to describe this really quickly, because we can identify ourselves in a state of being to and fro, up and down, worried, fearful, anxious, And again, I'm saying this is a reality, I'm not denying this, but I'm saying we can live under a a different governance of an unshakable kingdom, of an endless life. This state of to and fro, back and forth, I'm not sure, lack of confidence, it can send us down the lukewarm place, right? And we, we know the church that was considered lukewarm, their name was Laodicea. And what's interesting to me is that "latus" here means man's opinions and man's rights. Man's governance, right? It's living under the rule of man and it, it puts us in a stir, in a slumber, in a stupor. Where under a theocracy we are fully alive and surrendered to the governance of the Lord. You see, when we know, when we are living and functioning in a theocracy, which is God's governance pretty much, democracy is man's governance, or people's governance let's say, When we submit ourselves to his sovereignty and we arrange ourselves in his divine order, we find the safety, we find the security, we find the confidence. And this is the thing that the priesthood have. They we we, his people, we have this because we know our eyes are fixed on the perfecter and the author of our faith. We understand that we were thought of before creation ever happened. So when creation's shaking it's not above us, we're above it. It's being output as our platform, right? It's our platform to demonstrate something. So when these things happen, these disasters, let's not be afraid but go, actually, now's our time to speak, which we did, which is amazing, isn't it? Like, to, to say something in these times. You see, living under a theocracy, we are fully surrendered to the Lord's way, and our rights have been put to bed and our ways have been left behind. You see, and I want to describe just really quickly these two postures of two priests and where they find their positions in the future temple. If we look in Ezekiel, it says that, it describes, um, firstly, um, in the, line, the Levitical line of the, the, the priests of Zadok. Now there's a, a whole thing we can look at in there, but I'm not going into that today. And I believe one day when we're ready, we're going to move into that whole, whole thing, that whole understanding. But it says, however, the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok continue to minister faithfully in the temple when Israel abandoned me. Who's Israel today? It's us today, the church. Abandoned me for idols. These men will serve as my ministers and they will stand in my presence and offer the fat and blood of the sacrifices, says the Lord. You see, God puts a mark of his honor upon those who give proof to their faithfulness to the Lord when things get hard. When things get shaky, they prove their faithfulness. They We, we don't turn to idols or things that satisfy or relieve the flesh, but we remain in his presence, at his table, eating his bread of life, where we remain and we stay with him, ministering faithfully to him. And in the ministry to him, we are ministering to others because fear is not governing us. Love is. Right? There is a true and great reward, for a reward of stability and duty to be established in it. If we keep close to God, God will keep close to us. And when we read on in Ezekiel, another picture of a priest's posture and position is um, in verse 10, it says, but the Levites who went far from me, right? So these priests, the one I just described before, they're all in the same position, okay? The same people, but a different line. The Levites who went far from me when Israel went astray, who went astray from me after the idols, okay? Democracy cares more for people's opinions and ideas than the Lord's, okay? And that's how we stand, we, we land up lukewarm. Shall bear punishment of their iniquity, yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, right? We're talking about the future temple, the future things to come. Having oversight at the gates of the house, And ministering in the house, they shall slaughter the burnt offerings and sacrifice, listen, not to the Lord, but for the people. And they shall stand before them and minister to the people. Can we hear the difference? Those who are faithful in shaky times will minister to the Lord. Those who left him in order to please their idols and to please man will minister from the gates, not the sanctuary, but the gates and two men. Because they ministered to them before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel. Look, here's the thing about priests that were set up in the Old Testament and what it means for us today is that they were set up to be an example to the nations of who God is and what his ways are like. And he's saying here, because of the way Because of your ministry to people and to the idols, you have become not a reflection of myself, but a reflection of the people. And now you have caused the rest of the people to stumble. Does this make sense? Can we relate to Christianity and how many times we see things that are not of him, that are coming in his name, and they are causing a stumbling block for the people to enter in? See, depending on the priest's heart posture and regard for his order, it will determine the position and place in the future temple. Depending how we live our lives here, the degree of faithfulness to him and the degree of faithfulness to man over his word, it will determine our position and our place before him one day. The priesthood today understands this next generation that has been passed the baton of faith from our forerunners to unravel the next stage of God's redemption plan to reveal his purposes being his special possession, we are the example for the nations to see who God is and his ways. Oh the glory. Our lineage is not of flesh and blood names and family trees but of faith and righteousness right we are a royal priesthood we are of a royal line that outlasts the royal family today we are um, part of a governance that has been ruling from the beginning of time before every president ever lived and it is still operating today and it will till the end of time and we are under that governance you know what that does for us it allows us, it, when, when we are living in the divine order of the Lord that is above the earthly circumstances, we can submit, as it says, submit to those who are in authority, even if they're not meant to be, in, or you, as we think, not meant to be in authority, it says that the Lord is permissive of us, and submit to them. Why? Because we can, because we're of a higher governance, we're of a higher order, we can come under and serve right and be an example you see we have a place and a purpose and let's not forget that these special people that are set apart for his purposes are so important and valued and so cherished that the heavens look upon them at the center stage of creation and they say watch this space the angels are looking down and going watch these people they're about to teach us something that we don't know about the lord It's beautiful. A priest functioning lives in response to the word, governed by the spirit and acts with conviction and puts things in order for what is to come. And this makes them a prophetic people. Right? Because we understand our place in his sovereign plan, we see our place in his order. We are surrendered our lives to his purpose and our lives live for his will, we are then put into action. Because we're listening and we've been anointed, the ear, the thumb, the direction of our lives are all within his sovereign plan, within the place that he has placed us, with an understanding of exactly what he's doing on the earth. We are then given the ministry, the prophetic ministry, to declare things that have already been done. So he says, I have prepared the works for you. I've already, the works you will do, I have already prepared. So all we do is live in response and declare it. And people go, wow, you're prophetic. No, no, I'm listening. I'm listening and I'm eating and it already tells me. I learn things in psychology, which I'm saying at the moment, and I'm like, yeah, I get that about the human nature, how we think, how we operate. I get it because I lived in that realm right before I met him, and now I know there's a higher place, there's a higher functioning order. I hope we see that the setup of his design and order and how it brings life, that when we allow him to arrange us in his order, he then gives us the ministry to order things that are in chaos. Does that make sense? right? We are then given the ministry to declare things that we know the word that brings order out of chaos, that transforms things from darkness to light. We have given that word, we know it to be true, our own experience, and then we can declare it. And it happens. Why? Not because it's our words, because it's his, right? And so we become a prophetic people. And if you think about um, Noah, and you think about John the Baptist, these guys had... They were open to the Lord. Their lives were surrendered completely to him. And they heard the Lord, and by faith, they prepared something that ushered in what was to come. Can we hear the nature of prophecy? It ushers in things that are to come. And if we listen, we prepare. As Noah did, he prepared an ark just from hearing the word, right? Circumstances aren't saying build an ark at all. In fact, he's being laughed at, right? But what is he doing? He's preparing. He's out of obedience from what he's heard. The direction of his life now is to build an ark to save the people, to to usher in what is to come, which was a flood. John the Baptist, it says that he came and he prepared the way for the Lord to come. His whole life was about preparing this way because of what he heard, Right? And so he's prophetic in nature. We are called to be prophetic in nature, to use our platform, to prepare, to put things in order for when the Lord comes, because we know what's coming. And we actually welcome it in because we know what's, what's coming, right? Not to be afraid or to shrink back, but to go, bring it on. Bring it on, Right? are we doing for time? <laughs> That's sweet. How are we doing? Are we good? Is this making sense? Cool. Cool. I am... Um Because we've been arranged in order, we are given the authority and the ministry to put things in order and to usher in what is to come. The priestly identity is what makes us a prophetic people. Right? This also makes me think of the word we were given about the militantship. Who was here when we heard that? Hands. Can I see. Cole. Um, when I heard that, I went yes and amen. And let me tell you why. Because how I've come into a life that is fully satisfied by the Lord, that where I just want to feed off him. I know it's come from me, allowing, surrendering my life and allowing him to arrange me in what he's doing, not fighting my way to get there, just you put me where I need to be because you know, right? I've been put in order and out of that place, I've, I've come to know exactly what I'm here for. I've come to know exactly what my role is, what my function is within the body and in life. I don't need to be told, I don't need a title, I don't need to be paid to do it. I just know because it's in me. He's put it in me, right? And what I want to say, my point with this is that the militantship, don't see that as super structured, like, you know, Greg's the spiritual general and you know, (laughs) Danny's in her boots and like, it's all on. Like, see it as okay. How can I, Lord, arrange me in Your order within this ship, and and with humility, wherever that is, whatever part that is? Because let me tell you something: when we realize that we are within His will, um, it is absolutely a privilege in whatever position he puts us in. And we actually find the significance and the meaning of life within that place that he has given us. And so we operate freely. And we look at our brothers and sisters on the ship and we go, yes, fulfill your function, please. So we all grow and we all move in the direction of the Lord because we all heard, obedient, and we're moving. Make sense? So, yeah, that military ship, I, I urge you all, to ask the Lord, what is my place? And listen, don't tell him what you think it is. That needs to die. <laughs> no, it does. Listen, when we allow him to arrange us, then he gives us the authority to arrange things out here. Okay? That's what he does. He's good like that. The priesthood... The thing about a collective people, right, is that Jesus cannot be contained in one person, right? He cannot, the fullness of God cannot be contained in one person. And so it's in a body, right, in a priesthood. So to know our priestly function, but to know where we fit within a people is as, as important. I quickly want to use an example of how God redefines us when, when, we, when we are rested in his presence and when he is the source of life and the food of life. Um, within this journey that the rock's been on, I found, I found myself encouraging others in the journey with vision and clarity. And I found myself standing up for truth um, when I don't do confrontations. I don't do any of that. But when I know that the Lord's speaking, I, I, I can't not stand for it, right? Um, I find myself bringing understanding to misunderstood gifts in the house. I find myself merciful to those who might be going astray because I know that way, right? I know that way and I know his goodness in it. I find myself making sense of things that may seem confusing or redefining words that have been used lightly and selfishly in ministry. I find myself being a voice of things that I can hardly articulate, okay? And bringing hope when maybe it seemed as a dead end, right? Not because of who I am at all, but because I have a revealed understanding of what he's doing from the beginning of time to the end. And I see that my little life has been placed for a reason, okay um, my to sum it up for ministry for me it 's like it's putting things in order as they should be, okay, and my my name Melissa, actually means honeybee, and my parents gave me that name, and I think my nana actually suggested it perhaps, but um, you know it 's only this year that I found out what it means um, and Honeybee. the word bee is divra, and this literally means to <laughs> arrange in order. And the sense of arranging words in order that make a sentence to speak. A colony of bees are insects that live in a completely ordered society, hence its connection to the idea of order. Pretty amazing that the word has that function that it puts things in order right and um, it's not like my parents got in the word like and went um, I need to find Melissa honeybee da 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 in fact that meant nothing to me really honeybee I was like cool honey I like honey bees are cool you know but it's only this year that I've realized what it means and why the word I feed off it so much you know but it's only in God that that your true identity is defined does that make sense yeah really crazy um and the thing is that was before I even knew him that I had that name okay and that's because he knew me before he laid the foundations of the earth When I talk about the priest and the priesthood, I don't want it to be this far-off idea of how, um, you know, you have to be in a certain position to to function in it. But I want to say that it's an everyday thing, like I said in the beginning. It is found in the mundane and the grind of life because it's a realm that is set up. In, it's by knowing him, by enjoying his very being, where your life absolutely depends on his word, that you can't live without receiving from him. That um, that we minister from that place, and I just have a small example where I was invited to come speak at um, well, not to speak to share with uh, a couple of girls um, that are part of a, a, a church community in in the hut, and um, I went to just in the afternoon spend time with the Lord and just just really be with Him and enjoy Him and and listen to Him and. You know while I'm, while I'm speaking to him and waiting, I just heard the word the name, um, and I'm just going to change it for purposes. Um, let's say Andrea. I heard the name Andrea and I thought, okay, it's a bit random. so I, I wrote it down in my diary. Um, and then just as the ministry, he was ministering to me. He started um, saying, I want you, the, the song, a song came on, um, The Love of God, and he said, I want you to show her, the, or I want her to hear the song, right? And I was like, okay, cool, I'll just play it on my phone. Uh, you know, and I'm like thinking practically what I'm hearing, how I can do this. And he said, no, I don't want you to play it for her, I want you to write it down. And I was like, okay, so, <laughs> Word documents. Named you, um, named Edger, and I left it on my desktop. And I thought, this is so weird. I'm just gonna like print it off, and I'll take it with me. And <laughs> if if you know if there's no sign of <laughs> this name, I'm just not gonna say anything. But anyway, um, wrote the lyrics down, went off for the night. Didn't think about it again. Went off for the night, and um, I. I walked into the room and um, this girl went, hi, my name's Andrea. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, my gosh, you know. And I, and I looked at her and I said, look, um, I, uh, this sounds really strange, but um, God asked me to write these lyrics down for you. And uh, she went, oh, thank you, you know, and, and, and looked at it. And, um, and it turns out she's deaf, Right. <laughs> And I wouldn't have known that, like, you know, he's so good, right? And we can live in a way where we have full access to him every day and receive from him and love on him and and he will show us how to love others. And now that, may, that might seem like it's a A weird thing like it's a prophetic and only for super spiritual people it's not it's for those who are in love with him and want him and and love people it's for all of us to come into to operate in that way to know things without them being said to see things without being seeing them in the physical we can know things before they happen we can be ready to arrange things in order because we we have our ear inclined to the lord and our hearts are one with him and that is the priesthood. That is what it means to be a priest, to function in that way, is to know that he is sovereign, he is beginning and end, he is our life source, he is the light, he is our moon and our stars. He is our lamp that we walk in day by day. He is, he is the source of life. He has shown me how my little life has been placed and is a platform for the purpose of his word to go out and bring order. He has shown me my little but significant role within his wonderful body that I can freely operate from but mostly that all of this is part of my identity as a priest not because I have the name honeybee Okay, I don't want us to hear that, because then it's like, oh, I wonder what my name means, and uh, if it's significant, of course it is, right? But, but only he will redefine that, only he will bring a revealing of what that means, and he will truly identify you as his own, and that's all that matters, not what our name is, not what we do every day, it's who we belong to, which is himself, See, as his priests, we are granted to know his wonderful, magnificent plan for humanity and to be called his people, placed in a position with a purpose, who will minister through the demonstration of their lives to the world and also the heavenly realm of God. In functioning as priests, we we bring order into a situation with his word. His word and by his spirit, and we join as co-laborers, of Christ in the business of transformation. We understand that His Word is powerful and prophetic, so we speak in expectation of what is, we speak in the expectation of what is not, will be as it should be. I love you all. Thank you for listening.